Hello and welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. So I'm Jaminate, your host for today, and uh, across from the imaginary studio sits Joby Jawan. Uh, good evening, mate. Good evening, good evening. How are you? And uh, across the other side of the imaginary studio, we've got Ash. Ash, how are you doing, mate? Yes, good, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Keeping well. So, um, as usual, we'll just have a quick run-through of what we're going to do, guys. So, um, what we're going to do is obviously talk about the Prem, obviously the best league, so start uh, start as we mean to go on. We'll have a quick look at the Prem table, the Prem results. We'll then do the exact same with both Championships and League One. Uh, we'll have a quick look at the BFA and transfers, and then right at the end, we'll come to Ash to talk a little bit about the... Uh, the tournament setup that we're going to be looking at over the next couple of weeks that Joe's put in place, and we'll be talking a little bit about the AG meetup as well. Uh, so, boys, we'll start with the Prem. Um, I mean, looking at the table, first of all, I mean, th- there's kind of only one place to start, and unfortunately, Ash, it's with your terrible form, mate. Um, what's happened? <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, you had a good start to the season, I think. Um, you know, I was up there with subs and uh, all was looking well. Uh, tried something a little bit different um, halfway through the season and what started well uh, took a horrible turn. Uh, ended up losing both games against uh, Tans and both games against Sofa. Mm. So that was four wins in a row without, uh, without a win. And although it was only by one goal in each of the games, which was a bit of a kick in the teeth, it's not like I was battered or anything like that. It's just been the one goal in all four of those games. Um, Something, obviously, it it didn't work. And that's been uh, really, really costly. So, you know, last season I was in a title battle with subs for the majority uh, of it up until the last three or four games of the league. Um, where now I'm in a I'm in a relegation scrap. Um, you know I've got a couple of uh, a couple of games that are must wins. But I've got Belonga um, to play in this set of fixtures, um, and then I've got I think it's Danger Mouse and uh, Subs. So uh, I've got a a nice easy run. <laughs> he says, yeah. no, it's uh, it's probably I mean... one of the difficult runs I could have had to the end of a season. So. I mean, for me, looking at it, you know, from sort of from my, from my position anyway, I think it was always bound to happen. Someone was always going to slip, whether it be yourself, subs, belong it. Someone was always going to have a dodgy season somewhere on the way. Um, obviously, it's ended up being yourself. Um, you know, you say about relegation scrap, I wouldn't quite go that far. I think you'll be all right. I think you'll you'll just you know hang on there. Um, I mean, Joby, what what have you made for the uh, the Premiership? Looking uh, looking from the outside in. I mean, it's a sorry state down in the relegation zone at the moment, isn't it? With the uh, five points and two points That's of Bertie in danger, it's it, it's not looking good for them, to be honest. Um, I mean, there's still a way jump up to Geordie for you know his five points there, and and it's nice to see Aaron down there. You know, I, I, well, not nice to see him down there, but it's nice to see that somebody that should be up in the up in the you know promotion, well not promotion, but top sort of three or four, is actually struggling and. Um, looking for a relegation uh, playoff place. Um, you know, he's in the same points as Ash. Um, I think, mm. Ash, you've got a superior goal difference. Um, but it's, it's yeah, I mean, subs, you've got to hand it to him. He's, he's walking away with it again. Um, I think he's going to go out as champions uh, for the second season running. And Sofa's, you know, second place. I think he's quite comfortable there. I think he's going to grab the runners-up spot. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair assessment. I think, I mean, the one thing I've got written down here in front of me is Sofa. Can he can he sustain the top two finish? Um, I mean, he's played Tans, he's played Subs, he hasn't played me yet. Um, and obviously, we play quite a lot of friendlies against each other. And maybe seven out of ten times, maybe six and a half, I will win. So, I mean, that'll be an interesting thing to see. You know, who comes out on top. Um, I agree. I think the bottom three, um, I think they look separated now. Jordi, uh, Danger and Bertie, I think they're, they're pretty much going to be there, but the bottom three just in, in maybe a different order. Not quite sure. Um, but I mean, I mean, any any standout results? I mean, for me, the, the big one, Bertie managed to beat Tans. Well, he took four points off him, actually, um, which, you know, for someone who's second bottom is pretty well. Uh, Ash, what did you make of that? 
Yeah, um, you know, I, I think it's interesting because anyone, you know, bar subs, I think anyone can beat anyone in that league. Um, and, you know, the score lines and results will tell you that. Mm. Bertie, on his day, can be a quite a tricky player. So I'm not surprised that uh, he's taken points from Tans. Um, will it be enough to get him out of that relegation spot? Probably not. Um, but uh, as I said, anyone can beat anyone on his uh, on, on in on their days. Um, I, I'm not too sure who's Bertie's got left in the league to play. Um, but I mean, he's five points off Geordie, um, and I mean, uh, well, he's 13 points off um, Aaron, who's seventh in the relegation playoff. So it looks like he's going to be in the relegation scrap regardless, um, Bertie. Um, but I, I think he'll go down uh, in that ninth spot, I'm afraid. Jam, yeah, I mean, I just the, the big what, surprise what for you... me. Go on, yeah, go for it. Mm. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, what what do you think about this season compared to last season? What do you think yourself you, that you've improved in or that you've changed? What you know, because you you're up there with 20 points. You, you're you're definitely safe for this season. I don't even think that the way you're playing, yeah, you'll be in the relegation playoff. Um, what what's different? I mean, from there's that, only this to last? well for me, there's. Yeah, I mean, there's only um, two people with better form than myself, which is Sofa and Subs. In the last five games or six games, they're the only two people that have got better form than me. Um, if I'm being honest, I probably shouldn't say it because I'm probably putting a big curse on myself. Um, but I am aiming for second or third place. I think I can get six points off Sofa. I've still got Geordie Croft to play. Um, and I think the last... Well, yeah, my last three fixtures are Sofa, Subs and Geordie Croft. If by some miracle, come Thursday night, I can beat Sofa or, you know, at least hold him to a couple of points, um, which obviously is a very tough ask. I've never never even drawn with a guy, um, so that would be an interesting one. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be a shock. Um, but, you know, looking at Jordi and Sofa, I think I can get 12 points. I mean, that puts me on 32. I reckon I can maybe squeeze into second, possibly. If not, I'd be hoping for third. That would be That would be nice. Um, but I mean, the, the the difference for me, um, and it's the same with Tans as well. Tans has sort of carried through his end of the season form from last season. Me and Tans, we seem to grind out victories. Whereas last last season, I was absolutely shocking. I would lose a game four three or lose a game three two. Whereas now I'm drawing or winning those games, um, and I think that's the biggest impact really. I don't know if it's, if it's because of transfers, the different people in the league. I'm not quite sure. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm happy it's working because it is doing exactly that. I mean, again, you know, you, you look at it and Aaron and Danger Mouse, I mean, they're two players that I struggle to get points off. And this season, I think I got one off Aaron um, and I got six off Danger Mouse. So therein pretty much lies the difference, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I say, for me, the, the Premier League, it's, it's kind of wide open. I mean, for me, I've got anywhere from sort of Aaron in seventh to maybe, I don't know, what, sort of third at Blonga. There's only, what, there's only, let me just have a quick look, 18 points. I mean, there's two points. There's two points in it between yeah. third and seventh. I mean, that just says it all, you know. So I think this next, and we're all on the same amount of fixtures played as well, so it's absolutely bizarre. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, just having a quick look. I mean, yeah, again, that's what I've written down. Second through to seventh. You know, anyone can finish anywhere. So that'd be quite interesting. Um, before we move on to the championship, where you reside, Joby, uh, Ash, have you got anything to add on the Prem? Yeah, I mean, as we come to the uh, the final stages of the uh, of the season, I think the next time we record this podcast, um, the league will probably be finished. Mm. Um, obviously, it, it does look like Subs is going to win the league uh, for the second season in a row. I, I won't congratulate him just yet because that would be prematurely. Um, but he's, uh, you know, he has shown once again that he's um, been the best player in the league um, and deserves it. Um, but yeah, you've mentioned from second to seventh, anyone can take it, and it goes back to that point that anyone can beat anyone in the league. Mm. Um, so we'll wait and see. We'll see how it finishes in the end. But it's going to be a it's going to be a cracking finish, that's for sure. You yeah, missing uh, Adebayo's anything to add? Uh, goals missing Adebayo's goals are you, Ash? Um, well, I did actually. Uh, you know, the formation change I made. I did actually drop Adebayo, um, which may probably have been uh, a bit of a big mistake. 
Um, you know, I mean, Martinez, uh, it was playing through the middle. You know, he'd been scoring goals from me. I mean, you know, he's third in the golden boot list at the moment, so he's not short of goals. But one thing that Adebayor has over Martinez is that, as well as scoring goals, he can also hold the ball up well. Um, so he has made a return to the uh, the starting eleven, um, and we'll see how he plays going uh, in the last few games. Right, fantastic. So we'll move on to the championship then, boys. Um, I'll just give you a quick rundown. I'm sure you've done your homework and look anyway, but just in case. So we've got Leon top, Joe second, Malian third, Paulo's fourth, Joby yourself your fifth, Nuinz in sixth, Soggy at seventh, Storm at eighth, Bry at ninth, and Bob Bank at tenth. So, I mean, for me, there is one place to start, and that's the, the top two. Uh, Leon and Joe, uh, they've played two less fixtures than the chasing pack, um, and they're three points clear, the pair of them, um, both with quite good goal differences as well. Uh, obviously, Joe, I think, uh, sorry, Job, I think you've played, um, I think you've played Leon at least, haven't you? Have you played Joe as well, or not yet? I haven't played Joe. He's my next fixture uh, that's just been released. So um, by the time this goes out, we may or may not have played. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one I'm looking forward to. It's going to be a hard game. He's I don't think I've played him before. If I have, it's probably been once. But no, I've never played him. I don't think so. It's going to be a tough one. Mm. You never know how it's going to go. It's I've been up and down this season like a yo-yo. Um, so, <laughs> but fair play to Leon and Joe. They they're out up up, up front, and uh, it's just I think they'll go on. I think they'll go on to one and two. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've, I've not played Joe yet, but I've got, hopefully, nice six points coming my way. <laughs> I mean, for, for me That's anyway, um, I, I've, <laughs> I've I've never played Leon, so it'd be difficult for me to make an assessment on that one. Um, but I have played Joe um, quite a few times in the tournaments. We get drawn against each other, um, and again, I think it's kind of six of one half and a dozen of the other um, as to who wins. Um, so I think Leon and Joe would be pretty good additions to the Prem, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, Ash, have you? What do you think of the top two? Yep, yeah, I mean, I think the two that are at the top of the league at the moment are two of the strongest in that division. Um, you know, Leon and I mean, Leon's got a really big goal difference. So I imagine, you know, he's had a good start and a good uh, a good season so far. So I'd expect him to go up. Um, Joe, again, I would expect him to go up as well because you look at the fact that most other people have played 12 games mm. and they've still got two games in hand. So if they win both of those, there could be a, a nine point difference between second and third. Um, and bearing in mind, there's only four, uh, six games left of the season to go um you know they'd have to drop three uh three of those games and lose them so i think leon and joe will be the top two that go up um from that division i think that's a fair assessment i mean i've just checked the fixtures mate um i've actually got to play joe last game of the season so that could be a could be an interesting one if i get a couple of decent results before that hmm yeah, it could be. I say, watch this space, definitely. I mean, again, you're the authority on it, Joe. You know, Joe, you, you're in the championship, so you're probably the best person to come to. Um, for me, I mean, again, in regards to the talking points we've got down, obviously Leon and Joe are the top two. Um, the bottom two, uh, Bob Bank and, and Big B, if we're being brutally honest, um, obviously Bob Bank, he was there or thereabouts last season before the league split. Um, I think he was sort of bottom three, so that's fair enough. You'd maybe expect that. What I wouldn't expect is Bry to be down there. That's a big shock. I mean, Bry was one of the top two through the championship pretty much all last season until the, the last fixture, pretty much. Um, so to see him down there, and especially considering, I mean, his most recent result was a 1-0 win against Leon. You know, so to see him so far down there is, is quite shocking, really. I mean, have you played him yet, Joby? Um, have I played him? That is an interesting question, and I won. I don't think I have played him yet. I'm just checking the fixtures. Um, so, I mean, I've played uh, him in. I've played him in a tournament, and he, he. I did beat him quite heavily, but he, you know, he he's a normally, notoriously quite a hard player. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one why he's down the bottom. I mean, um, Bob Bank, as you say, he was down there last season. He actually got his three points against me. Um, so this is why I'm saying I've got result against Leon, but then I've lost to Bob Bank, and it's just this is how open mm. this league is potentially could be. Um, 
I've got to just say though, with Paul Lowe's and Leon, I've got a number. The magic number of their household is seven. Paul Lowe's has beat Soggy Cabbages seven nil. He beat me seven three, and he beat Bob Banks seven one. Now Leon beat Bob Banks seven two and Soggy seven nil. So seven's definitely a magic number in their household. Seven's their lucky number, evidently. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, again, you, you you've mentioned him there, so I think for me we'll have to move on to him as well. I mean, Paul Lowe's, you know, kind of went down almost in a in a bit of disgrace last season from the Prem. You know, from sort of years gone by. You know, rumoured to be quite a strong. Strong Prem player. God knows what happened. Obviously got relegated to the Championship. And if we're being brutally honest, boys, in podcasts gone by over the last few weeks, we've reported on him being quite poor. You know, his form has not been what we'd expect. And then out of nowhere, um, he's put together a little run. He's managed to uh, notch up seven wins. Um, it's kind of one or the other because he's drawn none. So he's seven wins, five losses. Uh, and he's managed to get himself, you know, sandwiched in between you and Malian. Um I mean, Ash, you know, you've probably got the most experience of playing Paul Lowe's. Is that a fair reflection? Should he be doing better in that league? I mean, yeah. I mean, Paul, in the past, has been a very, very good player. Um, you know, I think he's won titles and he's um, he's always been up there. So it was a shock last season when he, uh, he went down in the manner he did. Um, and I've got to be honest, I'm surprised to see him fall. Honestly, would have uh, I would have thought him to have uh, come back strong this season. And that's not to say he hasn't. You know, I mean, seven wins and five losses. Um, but you know, I, 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 looking at that playoff spot, I think you know. And this is no disrespect to yourself, Joby. Um, I think it will probably be Paul and Malian in the in a playoff final. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see if he's uh, if he can pull out that skill that he's had in the past to. Um, come back up to the premiership. I completely but agree I, I with you. I think whether it's his <laughs> I think it's um you know I, I think whether it's his team or not he needs a big rebuild um you know in in some shape or form but you know we we wait and see but I, I think he'll be made in an Paul in the final if the playoffs I mean obviously we might know more in two weeks time um and out of that, oh, I don't know. I, I would probably, uh, I would probably say Malian just based on this season, and um, y- you know. But we we wait and see. Yeah, we'll absolutely. See. I mean, it, Paul, it could go. He's he's had a great end of the season. He's coming into form exactly the right point. He had a poor start of the season. I think he lost. I think he had zero points, didn't he, in his first two games or something like that? And he's yeah, just he didn't do very absolutely. Well, so he's come to form exactly the right time. This is when you want to start winning games, getting into good form. Um, try and If you can't yeah. sneak into the promotion, at least have good form coming into the playoffs. I've been up and down all season. And um, yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd, I reckon it'll be them two for the, for the playoff final. I mean, just to throw a little spanner in the works, I, I'm, I've not done my homework completely on this, so forgive me if I'm, if I'm way out, but... Wince has actually played two less games than Joby, Paul and Malian. And if he beats, if he gets six points off whoever those games are against, he actually jumps up to third. He overtakes the three of you. Um, and for me, I think Wince is not someone we can just sort of discount in the playoff um, playoff hunt. You know, I mean, for me, whenever I've played Wince, he's a very, very tricky player. Very similar to Danger Mouse, actually. And they very much cut off your passing lines. Uh, they press quite high. And as soon as they win the ball back, they look to counter quite quick. So for me, I think he would definitely prove to be a tough game for, for Malian. Um, and probably, well, yeah, maybe yourself, Joby. I think Paul plays slightly different as well. Um, but I think yeah. either yourself or Malian, I think if you've got wins in a playoff semi-final, you'd do well to uh, to get a good result. I think it'd be quite close. Yeah, completely agree. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to move on for after that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think we can probably leave the championship there, obviously. You know, I mean, a couple of people we've not really mentioned, essentially, you know, Soggy Cabbages, Dearest Storm, they're kind of in that in-between stage. I mean, Soggy Cabbages, minus 26 goal difference. Um, pretty poor form, and then he's won two back-to-back. So, I mean, fair play to him for that. Um, but again, it does look almost like if if the Prem, anywhere between sort of, you know, second and seventh can, can still finish in, in them areas, you know, they're all up for grabs. The championship, you'd probably say that, like we've said, top two's nailed on. Anywhere from anyone in the playoffs can finish anywhere in the playoffs. Then after that, it's kind of it's kind of set really. I don't think there'll be much movement in the championship, if I'm being honest. I think that's a fair assessment, boys. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, so, I mean, if, if we move on, we'll, we'll head over to uh, to League One. And uh, what I'll do is I'll just sort of uh, run through the uh, the standings as it stands at the minute. Um, so we've got Jay Lizzle for Shizzle at first. We've got Jeff Anthony second, Payne Wales third, Emotional Worm fourth, Packfish fifth, Riverman sixth, Harry seventh, Chad's eighth, Dio ninth and Red Rhino ten. Um, I mean, if we're being honest and if we look at the, the leagues, if... You kind of expect this as well, but if the Premier League is kind of wide open and the Championship is semi-open, this seems like an open and shut case. This seems very, very straightforward. I mean, you look at it and you've got Jay Liz on 30 points, Jeff Anthony on 27, Payne on 25, uh, Emotional Worm 24. I'd kind of say that's it, that they're the top four. I mean, I know there's only four points then down to Packfish uh, in fifth. But I feel like that's the separation. Then you've got that group of three, as in Packfish, Ritherman and Harry. And the bottom three, the, the poor lads, um, Chad, Dio and Rhino. Um, I, I think, again, those three are, are destined for sort of um, eighth, ninth and tenth in, in wh- whatever order they, they want to finish, really. Um, I remember last podcast we came on, we, we sort of said, obviously, you know, Rhino had an upturning form. Unfortunately, it's just a load of red L's now. Um we're uh, kind of difficult now in regards to seeing any sort of hope for him, you know, clawing his way out of the, the bottom position. But, you know, hopefully we'll be proved wrong. Um, Ash, what, what's your assessment on, on League One from uh, from our lofty heights of the Premier League? <laughs> yeah, they've got a little while to go um, until they come to play with the big boys. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, Jizzle and Jeff Anthony, I mean... It's still quite close. I think you look at that top four. I mean, you know, you're right in that. I think um, Packfish and Riverman and below, they're probably uh, settled uh, settled spots. Um, but I mean, you look from Worm. I mean, Worm's got two. Worm, Wales, and Jeff have all got two games in hand on Jizzle. Mm. And if they all win, um, they'll either go equal on points or above Jizzle uh, on points. So. It's still quite open to play for at that top. I mean, I'm not sure who's got who uh, in the final games uh, of the season. Um, you know, Jizzle, the problem with Jizzle now is that obviously he's got no keeper, um, you know, and I've played him in a couple of friendlies earlier and, you know, there was near six, seven goals in each game um, against him because he's got a 65-rated keeper in goal at the moment. Oh, right, okay. um, obviously sold Lafont. Sold Lafont off uh, last week was sort of on the hope that a goalkeeper was going to come along in a BFA, and when there wasn't, he's uh, obviously had to go in with the 65 rated players. So, you know, whether he'll bring another goalkeeper in or not, you know, if I was him, I would be just to keep it safe because there is a league, there is a chance there that he could win the League One, um, and I wouldn't want my 65 rated keeper costing me that. Um, you know, so Jizzle, get a couple of uh, PMs out there and get yourself a keeper, mate. Jizzle um, send PMs but, about players? I mean, no, I don't think that ever happens, to be honest. I don't think he ever sends any well, PMs. Well, y- yeah. No, he doesn't. He, does, he sends PMs, but doesn't necessarily follow through with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, you know, Jeff Anthony, I expect, will go up in that second spot. Um you know, or it will go up automatically. As I said, it's still, you know, it's still to decide where he will finish. Um, but I will, I do think it will be one off uh, first or second. Um, and then looking at the playoff spots, if it went up, if it went to as it was now, um, I would probably expect Payne Wales to go up. Um, but that's not to write any of the others off mm. because Worm can be a tricky player on his day. Uh, Packfish again can be a tricky player and Riverman um, you know when he attacks you know he 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 plays well he can cause some problems as well he's just brought in the the mighty Ryan Brewster Uh, (laughs) I know he's a particular favourite of Joe's Um, you know I don't know if there's any any sort of uh, any PMs have gone on there but um, you know know, um, yeah it's going to be an interesting finish in League 1 um, and see who goes up and uh, who does stay down into the uh, in the bottom league. No, do you know what? I, I'd, I'd actually agree with that. And Joby, we'll come to you for your assessment in just a second. Um, but one thing I wanted to sort of touch on is I think the difference for me, and I agree with what you said there, Ash, apart from one thing. For me, I feel like Jay Lizzle um, will come third, 
and I actually think Jeff Anthony will come first and Payne Wales will come second. The reason being, I think, again, Jeff Anthony, I reckon, could possibly even hold his own in the Premier League. I think he's that good. Um, and Payne Wales, I'd say, would be sort of mid to high championship. Jay Lizzle is a good player, but I think what lets him down is the lack of good players he has to control. He has obviously a theme and goes mm. with it and, you know, and wants to sort of have those particular players, which is fine. But then, as you've said about the goalkeeping situation and, 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 and then the like of, he'll sometimes then lose out because he's so in-depth and wanting to go for his theme, he'll lose higher-quality players in favour of getting in players that fit his theme. Um, the, the funny thing about the Championship for me is that what I believe will carry Jeff Anthony and Payne Wells through, and even possibly Riverman, you know, is that they've actually got big players. Jeff Anthony's got Guedes, who, again, I've been massively sought after, uh, the just signed for Valencia from PSG, 80-rated uh, sort of you know striker-winger. Uh, Payne Wales has got a striker called Toko Akambi, who, again, just signed for Villarreal in real life, very quick, very strong, great finishing. And Riverman's got Cenk Tossen, who, again, you know, 80-rated striker, good target man, you, know, you can pretty much just hammer the B button and, and you've got a chance of getting a goal. Um, so I think that it's kind of one of those things, you know, that it's, yes, it's not all about the players that the person's controlling, but it does help and it helps if you've got good players at your service. And I think those three in particular really do carry their managers through. Um, Joby, obviously, I've, I've whittled on a little bit there, mate, but what, what do you think about the, the sort of League One? Is there anything you want to put a different spin on it? Any sort of, you know, different things you can see on there? Not really. I mean, you're saying about them them uh, strikers, uh, all three of them are chasing the golden boot at the moment, so that's a good hmm. point to bring out. And I'd, I'd, I think I'd agree with you. I think um, Jay Lizzle is going to slip down into the playoffs. And that, that could he could be shooting himself in the foot with the fact that he's got a poor goalkeeper. In the playoffs, one goal can yeah. win it for you. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and then all it takes is that little fumble where a decent keeper would tip it over or you know or push it to the side. One little fumble instead of a catch, and it's it's a one nil win. I really I I do think that Jeff Anthony and Payne Wells would be the two to go up. Um, and I would like to see Emotional Worm win the playoffs. Um, However, Packfish and Worm have got to play each other yet, so I think that's the I think that's second last game of the season. Um, so Could be it's going to be exactly yeah. I mean, looking down the bottom, as you say, Red, Dio, and, and Chad, they haven't had the greatest of seasons. I think they're going to have to buy big net uh, for next season, or you know, change formations or change something because something's there's a lot of red. A lot of red owls around there, so you know it's it's just not happened for him again. But you know you play to improve, and obviously FIFA 19 is going to be coming up soon. It it could be a completely different game. It could suit them better um, than than FIFA 18. You, you know with the gameplay and stuff, you never know what's going to happen next season. It's going to be really interesting to see. No, no, again, that's a good point. And I think again, especially with Dio and Red Rhino. I mean, Red Rhino. I think sometimes, I think. From playing, you know, in in within party chats and things with him, and and playing round robins with each other, I think he can beat a lot of people on their day. He can. He he does play very well. But whether it's just that mentality thing when it comes to the league game, and it's just not transferring across. You know, I'm not quite sure. Um, same with Chad as well. I've played him a couple of times in a friendly, and out of nowhere, I'm one nil down. And then I sort of take a minute, you know, compose yourself, carry on, and you end up winning sort of two, three, four, one. Um, so I think you know these guys. You know they they do have a chance if they just maybe play like you say with a bit more composure. You know sort of you know use the players they've got. I mean you look at Rhino's squad and Chad's squad as well. They've got fantastic players at their disposable. Uh, Rhino's got you know Diego Jota. He's got Danny Welbeck. He's got Renato Sanchez. He's got some very very good players. Um, so I think for me you know it works both ways you need good players to have to have a good chance but at the same time you obviously do need to be a good player and that's maybe where they just need to learn them little sort of cleverness um, aspects of the game that maybe they're missing at the moment I mean um, Harry right, as well who's we... just on just on mm. just outside of the playoffs he's also got to play Packfish he's got to play Emotional Worm and he's got to play Dio so you know you never know what do you think about Harry if he could sneak into the playoffs how do you think he'd get on 
what me personally, first of all, so I don't know Harry as well as Ash, so I mean, I'll be quick on it. But for me, I think yeah. it'll probably beat Dio based on the fact, or, or maybe you know, three points, whatever, um, just based on looking at the league tables. Um, but again, when we, when I've played Harry, I, I don't think he's up to much cop, unfortunately. I think I probably, you know, I think I, I don't think I've ever lost to him. Um, which again, it's League One, so that's maybe not a good barometer. Um, I mean, Ash, you played him in the, in the cup um, today, I believe. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah. Um, well, to answer your question, no, <laughs> um, no, I don't think uh, <laughs> that's nothing against that's nothing against him. But no, I, I don't think he'll. Um, I, I don't think he'll make the playoffs, and I don't think he'll be involved with that. Um, you know, I think he needs to strengthen a little bit um, with his team. But you know, I mean, he's he's won five and lost six and drawn one this season. It's not a horrendous record. Mm. Um, but he's not a player that I think is going to... Um, I don't think he's going to make it this time around, I'm afraid. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> Do you know what? Just while we're on that as well, um, I've just thought of something that I need to bring up because we, we sort of we did it to death in the uh, in the party chat a few weeks ago. Um, but last podcast, we obviously had a listener's question of special. Um, and one of the questions put forward, I think, by Jay Liz, actually, was which of the guys did the shadiest deal with one of the newbies? Now, Harry and Emotional Worm, they're not, I wouldn't call them newbies. Obviously, they've, they've been in the leagues before. Um, I think we were both aware of this, Ash, because we, we spoke about it when it happened. Um, Joby, I'm not sure if you're aware if you saw it go through. Um, so, Emotional Worm sold uh, a player who plays for Barcelona B team called Carlos Elena to Harry for 10, uh, 10 million. Uh, coming from Harry to Emotional Worm, plus a 77-rated striker. Bearing in mind this Barcelona player is a 74-rated centre mid. So, for me, I, I mean, I don't know about you two, I feel like that was an absolute bargain on Emotional Worm's part, an absolute lunacy on Harry's part. I have no idea what he's playing at there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely bizarre. Um, I think he needs to he needs to maybe get a little mentor or maybe get a director of football in there. I don't know I don't know what you want to do. Uh, sporting <laughs> yeah, director, I'm not quite sure. Be, uh... um, Ed Woodward, if yeah. you're listening, Harry could uh, Harry could do with your services. I think. Um, but yeah, well, that, that's definitely yeah, one maybe, of those. Maybe not Ed, maybe not Ed Woodward, but right, might yeah, be I mean, um, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's crazy, but just really quickly on that, I, I, I think the market, and I, mean, I don't know what you two think, but I think the market this year has just been, it's been crazy. Mm. Uh, you know, some of the valuations of players, um, some of the deals we're seeing going through, um, I, I, I just think there's been some mental deals. Um, well, do you know what, Ash, that, Ash do you know what, let's, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm happy to move on anyway, and the next thing, next heading is BFAs and transfers, so let's go straight in, Ash, you know, give me an example, what are you yeah. thinking? Um, I mean, I, I, I tell you well, straight away, well, one, one I've got written down come here. come back to me in a second. Yeah, no, that's fine, no, well, no. One, one I've got <laughs> written down here, so, uh, especially, so Jay Lizzle, he went into the last BFA last week with a hundred and something million. Um, he's now got yeah. about 20 million. He spent 70 million pounds, well, 70 million scudo, uh, split pretty much evenly on two players. Uh, Borja Mayoral, who is a 72 or 73 rated striker for the Real Madrid team um, in real life, probably going to go out on loan because they've just signed Mariano. Um, and then you've got Goncalves, who plays for, um, who played, sorry, for Benfica in real life, uh, but has just signed for Nottingham Forest in real life um, and he spent 35 million a pop on each of them neither of which I think both are 73 rated so I mean yeah. there you go Ash there, there's, there's your example I think that's just crazy money that one there you go there you go that's that, that's a point I mean Jizzle will argue that you know there's money well spent and don't get me wrong I, I understand that you know but when you're seeing players that are higher rated going for a lot less mm. Um, I mean, it's a BFA. I, I understand that. I mean, whether, you know, are you going to get someone pay that sort of money in a transfer? I don't know. Possibly. You know, it, it wouldn't honestly, uh, it wouldn't honestly surprise me. Um, you know, I mean, we saw, um, you know, I mean, I think Barco today uh, went for 25 million. I mean, I know Barco is a good player, but he's 74 rated um, player. And yet you've just seen maybe someone like Dwight Gale, who's a 75 rated, go for, a, you know, 
14 million less. Mm. It's just, I, I think it's honestly, I don't understand. I think, I think some of the valuations in this league are crazy, um, you know. And there's certain there's certain players in the league that, you know, I, well, I, I would uh, put a question mark on, you know, on some of the valuations that are thrown out. And that's not me trying to devalue uh, devalue players because you know what I might think a player's worth. Um, you know, they you might think something completely different. Uh, you know, which is which is fair enough. But you just you, you look at the way the market is running, and you look at the sort of ratings and the sort of um, the sort of money that players go for. And I find it baffling that you know when people are still charging like um, you know loads of money for a low rated player. I think you know Jizzle, and I don't obviously not trying to pick on him or pinpoint him out, but I think it was a few days ago. And it was one of his players who was a 60, 67 rated player. Mm. I think it was, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, no, Amiens Gure or something. Someone up on the market. Yeah. Yeah, the Leon Gure, striker. And Leon he wanted kid. like 5 million. Yeah. Yeah, and he wanted like 5 million mm. for him. And I don't think he's had a bid on him. No. And it's not. It's no surprise to see why. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, you're talk, just, talking about crazy. outrageous transfer prices and stuff like that. Like, I get inundated with PMs about Kazawa. And now, I love him. I don't mm. want to sell him. But people are say, is he for sale? And I go, no, he's not for sale. I don't want to sell him. Yeah, but how much for? I go, all right, 50 million. And I go, <laughs> what, 50 million? I'm not paying that. And I'm like, because I'm not selling him. I'm just saying, that is what exactly, you have to pay yeah. me if you want him. Do you know mm. what I mean? So you know, it's yes. Yeah. I mean, it's that's that's a fair that's a fair comment. You know, that's that's a fair comment. I think, again, I mean, the 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 ones I've got written down here. Um, I mean, you, you know, you take it, you leave it. I mean, we've got three strikers, um, all of which in the last sort of two or three days have gone for thirty mil plus in a transfer. So we've got Ben Teke went to Leon for thirty million. Um, Toko Wikambi and Hernandez both went to Paul Lowe's and Payne Wales um, for about thirty four, thirty five million. Now. Don't get me wrong, you know, those players, they make an impact because they score you the goals, you know, they may be the missing link to your team, etc, etc. I'll go back a few uh, a few weeks where I was in need of a right-back before I managed to secure one at a BFA. It was when I had about 112 million, um, so I was sitting comfortably at the top of the Scudo list, uh, and I actually messaged um, Soggy Cabbages, our old podcast mate Soggy, um, and I said to him, look, you know, how much, how much for Kieran Trippier? Bearing in mind, obviously, he's had a fantastic World Cup, etc. Um, and he uh, he came back and said, oh, 65 million or something bizarre or 70 million. And, you know, you just think, well, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's a great player and I'm sure he's going to be due an upgrade and whatever. But if you think I'm going to spend that, you're insane. But then when you go back and think about it, like you rightly said, Jovi, if he doesn't want to sell him, he's got every right to slap a big price tag on him because there's no need for him to sell him. You know, it's but not if he's a, the missing part is of your team, value? would you not? Would you not mm. want him? If he's the missing part of your team, would you not go? Do you know what? Fair enough. I'll match your price, seventy million. It will take me a while to get that seventy million back. However, if I'm keep winning games and keep earning money, and you know, maybe do a bit yeah. of transfer here and there, you'll get that money back in no time. If he's the missing part, I mean, I if get, he's got the yeah. one that's going to stop you, you know, conceding. I get, I get what you mean. I think the thing is, there's a, what I think, and again, same with how Ash said about the crazy prices. I think what we need to distinguish between is player valuation and the valuation of a player by a manager, because they're completely different things. Absolutely. You know, I might say, you know, take for example, um, uh, okay, let's say um, Ash, you. Um, so you swapped Martinez for Vermalin. You two, is that right? Yeah. Um, I would probably outside looking in. Obviously, you've both had Lorato Martinez. You know, great player. I would probably say based on the prices that have been banded around, because you have to use a scale somewhere. You have to use a measure. I would say if you were to sell him, I'd say about forty million would be about right. Okay. Now, Ash, if I said to you, because I've eas- I've got more than I've got seventy million. If I said to you, Ash, forty million, giving me, you would say no. I want whatever. Because you know that that's your prerogative. What do you know? Out of curiosity, mate, what do you value him at? Who who's that, Martinez? Yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, at the moment, he, he starts on the bench for me, so uh, I, I would probably take 40 million. All right, um, okay, okay, know, okay. Not we'll, we'll talk after the podcast, mate. We'll talk after the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the answer I might give you there might be a little bit different. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it goes back to that point that if he's a if he's a player who starts for you and he's a indispensable first eleven, I understand that, and that's not that's not necessarily the point I'm trying to make it at. Mm. It, it's some of the it's some of the players, uh, you know, some of the prices, but that are being thrown around in the transfer market, which are you know these are players that you've put up for sale, so obviously you must be showing an interest in selling. Um, it's some of the prices in there that are the ones that you have to question. Yeah. Um, Go on, name names. You know, name names. Go on. More, more so than uh, name names. Well, I've already named one. <laughs> Jizzle. I uh, think it's. Stop, I think. Stop talking about Jizzle. <laughs> I but, think the thing is as well. I think it's when people then throw a little hissy fit when their player isn't actually sold or no one's biting on that player. If you if you put someone up for six, yeah. who's sixty-seven rated, yeah, he might have you know ninety-nine potential, but. Our, re- our league may reset in sort of two or three seasons' time. So what's the point in buying yeah. someone who's 67 rated for 10 million where you've got no yeah. guarantee on return of investment? Whereas you could go out well, and for 10 million, you could maybe go buy Peter Crouch, who, yeah, maybe, you know, he's not, you know, he's not the fastest, he's not, but he offers something different and he can score your goals, you know? And I think that's the difference. When people think, you know, oh, that player, he plays in the Premier League in real life. That's the only reason he's getting this much money. Well, well, yeah, because the most of us that play in this division, um, whether it be League One, Premier League or Championship, you know, we, we all sort of, you know, most of us watch the Premier League as, as a first port of call. Um, so, therefore, players like Ruben Loftus-Cheek or, you know, Fernando Torres of years gone by, those sorts of players, we know them. We know what they're about. We know what they're good and bad at. Therefore, I think that does come with a slightly added value. I think people like to know who they're playing with rather than some randomer from like the Turkish league. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know you, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, me with Peter Crouch, every, most players I've played this season play through the middle. Most people on FIFA do play through the middle. I actually quite going out mm. wide and swinging a ball in. Which is good because I've got Peter Crouch, and it's I know I'm not building Peter Crouch for the future. He's not going to be around in you know two, three, four seasons a year time. If he is, he's going to be poor. However, he still might be a decent sub for me, so I'll probably keep him until he retires. But as you say, I know Peter Crouch. I know what he can do. Whether I want to buy a, a Greek striker of the same height as him, that same you know I don't I don't know him. Person, you know, I don't know mm. how he plays. You know, and with Peter Crouch, I do. I know that he's got a good strike, and he can he can win the ball and hold it up for me. Um, I think it's each to their own. Um, you saying about Martinez worth forty million? I would have personally quite happily sold him for twenty five, thirty million, even when he was banging in goals for me. So, really? I mean, yeah. I mean, he was good, but I'd, I'd, but that was maybe the first season when the prices weren't so high. So, will we be seeing next mm. season? Actually, Ash will be selling him for fifty-five million, sixty million, and we was doing this question from last year. Well, uh, sorry, don't last don't week, start this, Joby. You just that, told me you'd you know take I mean? forty. Yeah, I know, but saying yeah, we did I mean, this question, in, in the words of um, mm. in the words of a few other people, like uh, Tans, for example, uh, he, he might get a big upgrade next FIFA, so I, <laughs> I might hold uh, I might hold off. I swear to God, <laughs> Tans is the love child of bloody Harry Redknapp and his bulldog. <laughs> I swear to God. The guy, the guy, literally. Every time I talk, I imagine him leaning out of a Range Rover window. <laughs> you gotta love him, ain't you? Oh, I, yeah, you do. He's he's lovable. Um, I mean, BFA wise, you know, we, we've pretty much gone over, you know, in regards to transfers. I mean, the, the main one for me, um, we saw mystery one and mystery two after the the terrible result for Bob Bank and uh, and so for the other week. Um, you know, which obviously you know, still still sits a bit sour with uh, at least so far. I know that for a, a fact. Sore. Yeah, um, the mysteries made a, a bit of a comeback with a, with a vengeance this week. Uh, we had uh, Javier Hernandez, Chicharito of West Ham. Uh, he went to Tans for I think it was about thirty five million somewhere around there, thirty six million. Um, yeah, from, I think it's thirty five. For me, assessing that one. I think that I think he overspent. Obviously, Domingo is a mystery. You know, you take what you get. For me, I think he's nowhere near worth that. I think yes, he's got great finishing, great composure, great positioning, but he's not very fast. He's not very tall. 
again, I think he's kind of like a luxury player. I would probably put him more at the sort of you know high 20s in regards to valuation, maybe 28, something like that. So not the end of the world, not a massive overspend. Um, I think he's, um, just quickly mm. on that, I think he's gone, uh, he's been sold. He has, yeah. Off. Is it Paul, yeah. I think? Um, I might be wrong on that. No, no, you're uh, right. You're so right. he's gone for 35 million. Mm. So he's made back his money. I was going to say, actually, yeah, ironically, Joby, Tans, what were you going to say? Yeah. Yeah, for Tanza to, to get Hernandez, I think he'll actually have a downgrade in the next FIFA. So uh, I think that's why mm. Tanz might have uh, shipped him off a bit quick. Yeah, I think I think you're probably not wrong there, to be honest. Um, in regards to the, the other mystery we saw coming in, um, I mean, well, the new... Um, the new CR7 boys, the new seven at uh, Real Madrid, Mariano. Um, I think he scored in real life 20 goals for Leon last season. Um, Real Madrid have exercised their right to buy him back. Um, and he's ended up with Malian in the championship for, I think it was about 30 million. Which when you compare the two deals, especially, yeah, yeah, I mean, Mariano, he is he is unreal on this game. I mean, I played with him last night. And for me, he is, he's got a great touch, great finish, great heading. He is a very, very good player. Probably, for me, the best striker in the leagues at the minute, um, bar none. So I think it's very, uh, a very exciting inclusion, definitely. Um, and it's just one of those things. It's You're sort of almost now worried. Obviously, myself and Tanz, I think, is sit there with the highest amount of cash. I'm kind of worried now to go for a mystery because they kind of suck you in with that brilliant, you know, oh, you could possibly get a Mariano type. <laughs> and then you could end up with, you know, I don't know, Scott Brown or something like that. Heaven forbid. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, God forbid if we get get Scott Brown in the leagues. Um, you know, that, it would just be awful. So we wouldn't we wouldn't want to do that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, BFA wise, you know, we talked about it. We saw one of the questions, uh, you know, last week in the listeners' questions. Joby, if we come to you first, what do you want to see from the BFAs going forward? You know, themes, different types of players. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think themes could be a good one. If there's, uh, you know, a derby game, something like that coming on, we could, you know, stick a few sort of... We don't know. I mean, Marcus is is up looking at us. We're all ants. And he's there with his magnifying glass picking us off. He's going, oh, <laughs> should we stick a 65 in or should we stick an 80 in? You know, he's absolutely loving it. So, I mean, you never know what, what could happen. I would like to see some themed ones come in. You know, um, mm. I don't know what, I don't know, I couldn't think off the top of my head what we can do, but yeah, I'd like to see some sort of themed BFA come in. Yeah, Ash, what about you? I mean, any sort of idea on the BFAs or raffles? I mean, anything that you think, you know, that oh, that's a good idea? Or... Sure, yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of the Derby ones. I think that's, um, you know, it's a really good one. You could look at, uh, you could drag up a couple of games that have got derbies in each um each league i think there's a couple of weekends where you've got like a derby over here you have one in uh, spain mm. and one in germany um and you could mix players from both teams uh with a different set of ratings um you know and i like that and again i like the idea you could use it in a raffle as well so if you know that you've got a uh, um a derby match coming up you could do a, a raffle player of one of, of a player of one of those teams uh, the night before um so that's uh, that's a good thing the derby one i uh, i like that um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we're getting to the point where, I mean, there's loads of players you can have in there and I, I don't think that, I think even in the next FIFA, there'll be even more, mm. um, players that you can have in there, you know, um, I, I think there's just, it's endless and I think, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't think we'll see the, you know, the big players come into the league for a long, 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 long time, uh, because I just think there's so much you can do there at the moment in terms of the ratings we're at. And I think it obviously as well keeps it a lot more congested, um, you know, because the last thing you really want is someone getting like uh, an 82, an 83 rated striker up front and uh, wrecking havoc. I think that's <laughs> no, a good point. Yeah, would, you want to see, nice. would you want to see a big player in the, like some big players in the league? Would you want to see that? Or would you want to keep it how it is? For me personally, um, I'd keep it how it is. Um, you know, unless, um, unless other people, obviously, you know, I mean, there's quite a few people who I know who don't like playing with the slaggy players, so to speak. Um, you know, um, I mean, personally, I, I don't mind it, but you know, I like it how it is at the moment. 
I think, you know, there's so much you can do with it at the moment that I just don't think we need to take that next step, you know, bring the 82s and the 83s and above in just yet, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree, actually. I, I think we need to just keep it how it is, you know, not to... I think, you know, 81, 82 tops. I think when you start getting into your 83s, 4s, 5s, you know, you, you are talking the real good players, um, you know, who sort of... You can just sort of, on their own, just run through a defence and, and you press B and you've scored, you know. I think you, you, you still want a bit of a skill gap there, you know. You want people to be able to play the game and you know the better players to rise to the top yeah. because that is only fair you know you, you know you, you sort of win things on your merit uh, as it were um especially with James right i mean moving on from well. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah all it need is a thunderbolt from an 83 rated player and it's going straight past him and um right. <laughs> so i mean if, 83 yeah if um yeah. if we uh, if we move on boys if uh, i'm just going to just literally plug one quick thing uh, before we sort of start to wind down um, this Wednesday, um, well, we're recording this on the, the Monday the 3rd, um, on uh, on Wednesday the 5th marks the first uh, sort of tournament in recent times not ran by uh, by Marcus, uh, Joe's going to take the reins and he's going to run a golden goal tournament that starts a little bit later than usual, so 10pm start on that one, um, and I think obviously it'll be quite good, obviously the fact that it's golden goal, um, I think literally anybody can anybody can win this. I think you know it's all it's going to take is someone just to punt it upfield, quick flick down, or near post corner, or you know something like that. And it's again, a great idea. It's not going to be. It is. It is because as well, you can do round robin. Do you know what I mean? It's you know you can get a load of games played quite quick, play a lot of different people, and you know do an accumulative of the amount of points at the end of the night. I think it's quite a good idea, and obviously there are scooter up for grabs. Uh, I think it's three million for everyone who attends, um, and obviously there's ten million in a bonus pot which will be divvied out on the night based on different performances. Uh, so make sure you attend for that. Um, but yeah, I mean going forward, obviously we're going to be looking at PUBG. We're going to be looking at the golf club still. Um, obviously a bit of dissent regarding the golf club at the minute as to regards to what's going on. Uh, obviously the golf club 19s come out, um, which you know is comes with a bit more of a premium. I mean, Ash, I know you're not really into the golf club, but Joby, you know, on quickly on it, what are your thoughts? I mean, I personally, I'm going to probably hold off until it comes down in price or or at least until, you know, after FIFA and some of the other games that have come out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the golf club. I've enjoyed it. The amount of times that I've raged on the site about it just because mm. of one shot, me in a bunker and I can't get it out, and you know, something like that. But it's... It is fun. It is fun to play. And when you do have a good round, it does give you a certain, you know, satisfaction. Like, do you know what? I played bloody well there. But personally, it's not high on my list to buy. I've got a, you know, I'm in the FIFA league. Definitely be getting FIFA. I'm in the WWE league. I'll definitely be getting WWE. It's not high of my priorities. I will get it eventually. However, I probably will be the same yeah. as you. I'll wait for it to drop in price a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. Um, right, uh, Ash, I'm actually going to throw to you, if you don't mind, um, just to talk a little bit about something that's coming up in the next two weeks, uh, which is going to be the AG Meetup. So for any of the listeners uh, that don't know, uh, obviously Ash will go into it in a bit more detail, but I think there's a, a yearly meetup um, in regards to the, sort of the lads on AG, um, if, you, if you're brave enough to go and, uh, and see them face to face. Um, but uh, yeah, Ash, Ash, take it away. Explain what kind of things happen. Yeah, so uh, in two weeks' time um, is uh, Eurogamer, uh, which is uh, for those of you that don't know what uh, Eurogamer is, it's a yearly event that's held at the NEC in Birmingham, and it's basically the biggest gaming expo in the UK. So. All the new games that are coming out in the next few months get shown off there. Um, you can play them. Um, you know they have a good range of AAA titles and a good range of ID titles, and loads of uh, retro stuff as well. So there really is something there for everyone. Um, there's a couple of heads going um, this year. Um, if you are free and you do fancy uh, coming along to, uh, well, firstly just go. Um, you know, you can uh, you can go on their website, which is uh, EGX. Uh, just type them into Google. There are some tickets. I think there's still some tickets left available uh, for all four days. So it's from the 19th to the 23rd. So it's two weeks time from the Thursday to the Sunday um, and whatnot. 
And yeah, I mean, I, I love it personally. You know, it's really nice. Uh, firstly, just to, to meet up with people. Um, you know, I think we've done it a couple of times. I mean, this will be the second time that I've gone to uh, to an AG meetup. Um, but I think that we've been doing it for a few years. I think it might be the fourth or fifth year maybe that we've done it on AG. Um, you know, and there's a few heads going at the moment. Joby, I, I know you're going yourself, as am I. Um, and then there's a few other heads um, too. So if you are interested in going, have a little look um, and see if it takes your fancy. It is in two weeks' time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even if you don't go this year, have a little look at it for next year because it is a it is a really good event. And even if you're, oh sorry, even if you're not someone that's uh, really really into your gaming like a few other people, it's nice just to go for that meet up and just to meet up with other people. Um, you know, whether that's watching uh, Storm and Ari have a game of FIFA, God rest us all, <laughs> or, you know, just uh, going out for a meal or having a couple of beers during the day. It really, really is a good event to uh, to come along to. So either, you know, two weeks time or, or next year, have a little uh, have a little look. We will be running full coverage um, over on Absolute Xbox, which is uh, obviously the sister site to AG. Um so keep an eye out on the, on that website for a full write-up as well. Fantastic. I mean, again, I'm, I've not planned to come myself in regards to actually going to the event, but I may end up coming down for a few beers. Uh, I've got family near Birmingham, so I'm sure I could probably wrangle a lift and, and have a couple, so we'll have a look at that. Um, but yeah, definitely next time, I think, in regards to Eurogaming, having a look on the site, um, it looks like it'd be quite quite good fun. And uh, like I said, get your hands on some of the, uh, some of the new titles. So... Yeah, should be quite good. Um, right, I think just to keep it under an hour, the last thing really we want to mention before we sign off, um, obviously, as normal, um, this will be going out in a few days uh, from when we're actually recording. Uh, you'll normally be able to get it on Mix Mixler, which I think you still will be able to possibly just to be confirmed. Obviously, check the web, check the uh, the forum for that. Um, nope. But unbeknownst to us. Um, unbeknownst to us, obviously, uh, we've now got it on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes as well, which, you know, was sort of sprung on us today. I don't know if you lads knew anything about it. I certainly didn't. Um, you know, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I, may have, uh, I may have heard a whiffling, but <laughs> there may... <laughs> I may have heard a whiff, but, yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't uh, aware that it had fully happened yet. I mean, do one of you two... I mean, again, fan... I don't know if... I, I'm... Go on. Yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic opportunity for us to, to go on iTunes and, and SoundCloud as well. I mean, Mixler, it was good enough to begin with. Um, however, I prefer to have my podcasts, you know, as soon as they're out, they get straight, if you subscribe, and they get straight into your phone or wherever you listen to, to podcasts. And uh, you can obviously listen to them offline, which is which is a bonus as well to some people. Like if you're abroad, you can download them to your, to your phone and listen offline. And, you know, you can leave us a review and subscribe. You know, I've always wanted to say that. Um, yeah, it's, just, you know, it's, it's all good fun. And it just shows you how, how you know, how far the AG is coming now that we, we're actually on the iTunes. It's, uh, it's quite a good uh, little buzz to search for it and uh, find it. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. You know, I think, again, it's obviously because of you guys listening. So thank you very much for that. Um, but, you know, like Joby rightly says, obviously, you know, drop us a drop us a rating, you know, five stars would be nice. You know, make sure you download it, whether it's on the tube, before you go to work, in the car, when you're in the bath, uh, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Um, it'd be great for, for everyone to be listening. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your continued support on that. And obviously, thanks, Marcus, for, for setting it up. Um, yeah, cheers, Marcus. Right, well, I think we can... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, I think we can probably end there, boys. Um, so, uh, Joby, uh, if you'd like to say bye-bye. Yeah, cheerio again. Um, it's been fun. Uh, really do enjoy doing these podcasts, even if I did have a bit of a technical issue at the start of mine. I wasn't really... I, I was prepared. <laughs> However, Xbox Live didn't want me to be prepared, so uh, I was in a bit of a... Huff and a puff, but yeah, as I say, I always enjoy it, always have a good debate, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cheerio from me. Fantastic, and Ash? Yeah, cheers for listening all. Um, obviously, support is always, uh, you know, always appreciated, and um, going forward, you know, again, uh, we'll be looking to get people on the podcast um, for their views and stuff, but yeah, watch out for more in that uh, in the future, but again, thanks for listening. 
Yeah, and obviously for me, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, as Ash said earlier on in the, the podcast, um, obviously a couple of weeks away from now will be the next one. And by that point, we'll hopefully finish all the fixtures and maybe even, who knows, boys, a transfer deadline day BFA special. Um, that could be in the offing. Ooh, I mean, yeah. yeah, fingers fingers crossed. Let's save my, uh, save my scudo for that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks.